Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, Welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. Sean has the night off, and I am with Katie McGuire, my uh, newfound favorite actress. I, I got to say, probably not what she wants to talk about is horror. I'm not sure where she is yet. I'm going to find out myself right now. But that's where I found her in the movie Terrifier and, of course, All Hallows' Eve. And I'm a horror fan, and I thought your performance was great. Katie McGuire, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much. My pleasure. A Long Island Lolita herself. I shouldn't call you that. That's a bad thing if you're from Long Island. Long Island diva. Diva. Not a Lolita. Exactly. See, we're going to be focusing elsewhere. I need Amy Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, good old Amy. Oh, boy. Yeah. How's she doing these days? Anyway, Katie is a fellow Long Islander like myself and a lot of our listeners, my friends out there. And, um... I, it's really funny because initially she Long Islanded me, and only she knows what that means. <laughs> she totally Long Islanded me. It's hard to say that, and uh, it was a matter of uh, well, I don't know, I, I, kind of my fault because we're going back and forth with dates and times, and then uh, you stood me up. I did, I did, <laughs> but but truly by mistake, it was not, it was not intentional. So I really didn't Long Islanded you. Either, either way, it was kind of funny. Intentionally, anyway. I thought it was funny. And it brought me right back home again, you know? <laughs> and the reasons I left. No. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I found you in uh, Damien Leone. Is he Leone or Leone? Leone. Leone, that's what I thought. Is he also a Long Islander? He is not. He grew up, uh, was born and raised on Staten Island. But it's it's one and the same, oh, I absolutely. think. You know, it's another island. It's 
it's yep. we're all kind of connected. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, I go back every now and then. It is my home after all. But yeah, I found found you in his film, uh, both Terrifier and All Hallows Eve. I'm not sure if you have a favorite of the two, but I got to tell you, the the scene. Um, okay, when you played Monica Brown. And yes. That's just the beginning of Terrifier, right? You're in the yes. first 15 minutes. Yep. It's not really a spoiler, folks, because quite frankly, Sean, I don't know if he's not here because he knew we were going to talk about this. He couldn't watch it because he's afraid of clowns. Really? Yes. And he thought your scene was horrifically good, but he can't, he couldn't handle anything more. He's like, dude, that's going to give me nightmares. I'm like, what? So, I love it. Yeah. 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 He definitely it pulled it off, man. Um, yes. Now, that was Monica Brown in Terrifier. You played Sarah, the babysitter in Old Hallows Eve. Yes. 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 Okay, because there's going to be three of those. I've seen two so far. You're not in the second one, correct? No, no, no. Okay. That was kind of a spinoff. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, what was I the... don't think... Go ahead. Da- I don't know if Damien even had that much to do with that one. Really? Okay. I think he probably helped write it. Yeah, because um, uh, he did the Art the Clown spinoff movie, so... And yeah. What was it like working with Art the Clown? Uh, <laughs> Mike uh, well, Gianelli, you I know, funny story. So... I originally, I met Damien through my sister and my sister, um, whom worked on, so Terrifier was a short first. Did you see the short? Uh, no, I I came in late on that one. Okay. So it was a short, I got back in like, uh, was it, I want to say like 2010 or 2011 and I, uh, my sister had worked with Damien and said, I met this great guy. He's making this film. They had worked on a, um, a film together. My sister was a, she's a, a production designer, a costume designer. Mm-hmm. And she said, he's making this film. And I had, I was interested and wanted to start producing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's looking for someone to be like the production manager or first AD on set, you know? And I was like, he's, would you be interested? I'll, I'll set up a call. He called me and we spoke and he was, He's lovely. I, I, he really, um, not only is he tremendously talented, he's really like a lovely, lovely human being. Um, even though he comes up with these very sick and twisted I was going to say, usually there's a nice person behind those evil thoughts. And in he my, is, he really yeah. is his, his like temperament. He is, he's really just, he's a doll. Well, and you, so go ahead. You write, you're a writer too. So you know where you get it out. You know, you just, yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So he, gave me a call and we were talking and he said, I would love for you to join this. He's like, I actually, I didn't realize you were an actor. And then I had been in this, um, he's like, I didn't realize it was you. And then, you know, your sister told me you were, you'd be interested in helping out. And I Googled you and he had watched a film I did years ago or it had just come out. That's what it was. Red Canyon. Okay. With, um, Justin Hartley's in it. Norman Reedus. It was like a, it's kind of a thriller horror. Okay. And he was like, I would have cast you in this, you know, but I would love to work with you. So we, I did this, this short film and then fast forward like two years later, he said, I have this, you know, I'm, I'm taking terrifier and, and this film and that film kind of putting it all together. And I need a lead, you know, would you be interested in auditioning? Wow. I said, of course. And I auditioned and, got the part and uh the rest is history but he you know he's he's extremely loyal mm-hmm. he's a doll super super down to earth and crazy talented i don't know i'm sure people know that he writes directs edits and does all the special effects i believe it 
I believe it. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, just even one of those things alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a stranger to that production area. It's it's uh, for, for one person, but you can tell it's one person in control because it's small but effective. You know, right. It, it, right. Amazing. And he does these on pretty small budgets, too. So it's yeah. it's it's incredible what he's able to achieve. Yes. With very little money. I agree. And now you're getting a taste of that because you are a producer as well. I am. I am. I want to give kudos to uh, whoever does. Uh, I I find the little things initially, but whoever your sound editor is rocks. <laughs> um, no, I don't know actually. On uh, the web series, you don't know. <laughs> oh, my web yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I was crossing over into your web, your web series, your award winning web series. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched it. I it's like fantastic. Divas. Yeah, I, I like divas, divas, divas. See, I lost my accent. I, I, divers now. Um, but I, I just totally enjoyed this thing. Now, folks, there's no excuse for you not to watch this. There are 10, 10 to 15 minute episodes. There's what, 10 in the first season? Uh, I think last. I think there are eight in the first season. Okay. And the second one? Second one, we are at six, and we have one final one yet to be released. Okay, well, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and uh, so did Sean. I'm sorry he can't be here for that, but again, Art the Clown just kind of, <laughs> nah, I, that's not Scared why he's away. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't responded to me in two days, so I hope he's okay. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, yes, so I enjoyed the series. Um, that has you written all over it, I guess. It's you doing everything? No, it's so, actually, so you've watched, since you're a fan of All Hallows' Eve, we, this yes. all comes together. Oh, that's awesome. So in All Hallows' Eve, Catherine Callahan who is in like the alien short yes. part uh-huh. is also, so sh- her and I are, you know, we're uh, writing partners and producing partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we created the series together. She's also um, a fellow Long Islander uh, or we're all now ex Long Islanders, I should say. But um, we, I came up with the initial idea and we wanted to do something. And I said, let's just, you know, let's just do a short, and we did this, and we came up with it because I had, I was watching Jay Leno, and Snooki was on. Oh, boy. And I thought that she was a comedian. <laughs> I had no idea, in all honesty. I hadn't watched any of this the show, Ugh. obviously. And I was like, this girl is a fucking comedic genius. I mean, she is, <laughs> this is amazing. And... My husband now, who was my boyfriend at the time, he's like, I don't think she's – I think that's a real person. I was like, no. Oh, man. He's like, I, I, I think it is. <laughs> so great. I, of course, jump online, Google it, and it, indeed it is a real person. And I – then, it, which began my obsession kind of with reality TV <laughs> with all of these like Jersey Housewives, the mob wives. Oh, the, the mob wives. Yes, I, I am mean, guilty of that. Of yeah, guilty of it, that. Like even like the, the the real housewives with this is like Long Island Divas is a spinoff. It's a mockumentary. It's mocking that. <laughs> it's um, I mean, I started watching it for, you know, ideas and writing material. And mm-hmm. I will say this. I got addicted. <laughs> it really is. It happens. As like as as you know and no judgment hey whatever it is you know entertaining but when you realize that these are real people and and adults at that behaving in such a way it's inspiration uh, inspiration comes from weird places it really is it it is and we started writing and you know really wanted to pay homage to our long island roots yes and came up with these characters. And we did the kind of like the first episode actually was just like a little short. And then people really responded to it. Um, 
So we turned it into a web series. And it's great. It's so much fun. Thank you. And, and it, you know what? It's the most fun I've ever had on set as a uh, as an actor and a writer and an editor. I mean, the whole the whole process and everyone involved is like tremendously talented mm-hmm. and hilarious. You know, uh, Kathy Searle, who kind of comes in at the end of season oh one. Oh, my God. That was going to be my ending. I, I, lo- I love She's her. She's amazing. Kaldor. Kaldor. Oh. You know Kaldor. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Kaldor. <laughs> I, I, my wife actually asked me, what the hell is Kaldor when we drove by it? I was like, uh, th- think models. Oh, wait. That's not helping. Exactly. Mm. It's like... It's even better. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I used to go to the one in uh, on uh, oh god, so but what the hell was that? Um, oh, off of Route One Twelve. No, 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 not One Twelve. Middle Country Road, uh, Center Reach. You ever had? Reach. We went to the one in Babel, on West Babel, ah. off of like. What is it? One was it? Not one ten. One oh nine. Off of Route one oh nine. So you guys were Caldor snobs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it's bad that I should say that I found you as a wonderful babysitter in All Hallows Eve. <laughs> you remind <laughs> you remind me of some that I've had. <laughs> we know how good that turned out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was fantastic. I had no idea that there was a crossover there. But I knew Callahan was in the the short as well, though. But yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. She's she plays with Dasha. I mean, she's oh, she's completely a, a complete different character. Absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing is, here I I have the quotable uh, Long Island divas, Li divas. I have the quotable here. I have a bunch of quotes here. I want your reaction on it at some point here. They're kind of funny. Okay. My favorite points. But um, okay. you all right? You're, you're gosh, your resume. It was hard to keep up with you. First of all, because you were in Miami shooting. You said a, a commercial. Yeah. Do we are we allowed to know what that is or no? Sure. It's a, you know, it, it, it's for Philips and everyone, when you say Philips, everyone thinks of the light bulbs, but it was actually for their medical okay. equipment. Um, and we shot at a, a, a hospital in Miami and it's, uh, it's quite fascinating. And I learned a lot, um, about telehealth and, um, mm. electronic ICUs and Oof. where basically the future is going and, um, how it's helping, you know, length of stay, cut down length of stay for patients and mm. also, which then increases, you know, productivity for the hospital, which helps saves more lives. It was really, it was interesting. It was the first time I had ever worked on anything like this and just even wow. wrapping my mind and brain around all of this. Was... So you're doing good too, which is cool. I, um, I yeah. have a good, uh, actually I have a good point of view and I, I was in the ICU back in May. So yeah. Oh, really? It, yeah. It was very, uh, yeah, I was like in and out, you know, but no, for two weeks it wasn't that much fun, <laughs> but, um, I could see how they make things. So I don't know what the word is, um, efficiently run so that they yeah. do get you out of there as soon as possible. They don't want you in the ICU. They want no, to get you the no. hell out to the, you know, and suffer somewhere else. But no, they, they did <laughs> amazing. <laughs> did amazing work and that's at st Clair here and uh, that's a long story i'll tell you off air sometime um <laughs> well we're happy you're here oh yeah well thank <laughs> it you. it all worked out for the better i oh, guess I, for who i don't know <laughs> but um let's see here I, I had so many questions let's see well anyway going back to you played um in a short you played nicole in mistress yes i okay, did okay i i have not seen that how do we see that I don't, you know what, quite frankly, I don't know. It's, um, the, the actress in it, the main actress is, uh, oh, what is she on now? I think she's on Quantico. Oh. Quantico. Oh, okay. Um, it's great. I play kind of a smaller part in that one, mm-hmm. but, um, it was a great director. It won, a, won a, a bunch of awards. All the actors in it were fantastic. And that was just kind of like a one-off thing I did. 
Right. And you did Rescue Me. I know the, the episode. <laughs> yes. Do you want to say the episode? I, you know what? I don't remember. It, it, it was called Twat. <laughs> it was. That's, that's Twat. It's a Long Island word. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, you did a Sex and the City episode season seven. You played a waitress. Yes, I did. That was my first. Uh, that's how I won my SAG card. I earned my SAG card. Nice. Doing Very cool. <laughs> the one that got my attention. I'm mad that I don't have Vimeo right now. or I, I, Well, I'm going to get it. Infected Survivors? Is this something in production? Because I keep seeing it. No, so this is something, uh, my my God, now that I'm thinking about this and talking about it, <laughs> my life keeps coming back to these horror thriller films. <laughs> Another um, very talented filmmaker, Marvin Suarez, his name is, who's also a writer, editor, director, Okay. Um, shot these films. And there's a series of three. Okay. I'm the lead in that one. Um, cool. I... I you know what? This is it's so horrible. I don't even know where that lives. I'm not sure. It's, it's... It says Vimeo. I, I was going to look it up. I'm going to look further into it. But yeah, it's funny how after you do something, you kind of like forget and wish it away because you're working on your next thing. You've already, you're probably already working on three different things while you're finishing the one. So exactly. Oh, and hey, you're not going to believe this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we have a caller. <laughs> oh. Um. This. Okay. It, it looks like uh, Sean is calling in. Hold on here. Um. Is this my co-host, Sean? Yeah. Hey, it's Sean. Hey, man. Yeah, I know. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Sean. See, well rehearsed, right? Um, yeah, Katie, we're on with Katie right now. Did you have a question for her? Uh, well, I, I was curious about, and I don't know what was asked so far, but I was curious, uh, were, are you friends with the director from that Terrifier movie? Is that why I am. You did that? I, I, I said to David, I had, how I met him was through my sister on his first short, The Terrifier, which... Then he, like, All Hallows Eve and, and Terrifier, the feature, came about. Um, but I worked as, a like, a production manager. I, I was interested in starting um, producing, and I wanted to learn. And I was said, um, you know, whoever is doing something, I'd love to jump on board and figure it out. And as an actor being, you know, you're, you do a lot of work, and you're taking it all in, and you're watching. I had somewhat of an idea, but it was one of the first things I had ever worked on, um, on the other side of the camera and we just remained great friends and he found out after or during shooting the terrifier that i was an actor and he said oh if i may, if i ever do anything again i'd love to cast you yeah it's and really cool this, yeah. and the rest is history i told i told her about your uh, little fear there i was gonna ask you yeah I'm, t I'm terrified of clowns i've been terrified since i was a little kid and <laughs> i got through uh, I was I I had every ambition to get through that movie Terrifier, but I got through the your first scene in that movie, and I was like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm just gonna <laughs> shut this off right now because it's probably gonna be like pretty horrifying to me. So. <laughs> I agree. I, you know, it's something. It's funny. My mother, oh boy, has watched them because, especially since my sister worked on Terrifier, and then because she worked on Terrifier, she worked on All Hallows Eve, uh -huh. and then. And then me being an actor in it, but she, and oddly enough, you know, this is all coming full circle. My <laughs> first, sh one of the first shorts I ever did as like an actor was called The Clown. And no she watched that and she said, I will never watch something like this again because she couldn't sleep for a week because I got killed in that film. Oh man. Like by a, by a clown. Um, did, did David tell you about the uh, <laughs> clown picture that my mom had hung on the wall? No, 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 I didn't. No. So, I do so when I was growing, 
when I was growing up, my mom had this clown picture on the wall, and no matter where you were in the room, it was out in the hallway outside of our bedroom. Oh, God. My brother and I shared a room, but um, it would stare at you no matter where you were. And that's where my fear of clowns developed. And then, of course, when I got a little bit older, they had that, you know, the first TV miniseries, It Movie, was on TV. And yeah. uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise just horrified me. And uh, <laughs> that, that really kind of just developed it even further. So that's, yeah, you're Your so- mom is kind of a genius. She's like, stay in your room. Ooh, yeah. The clown yeah. is going to be watching you. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Like a year or two years ago, and I, I just turned 40 this year, but... They, uh, they actually wrapped it up and gave it to me. I forget if they gave it to me as a birthday <laughs> present or a Christmas present, but I, uh, I, I, I outright dismissed it and gave it back to them and said, no way. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Sean, listen, man. Sean, your scheduled intervention will be this time next week. So, yeah. <laughs> Katie may or may not yeah. be there. I, it depends. I like her ideas. So, I mean, as a mother, this is some good stuff. This yeah, is I'm, I'm taking notes. Oh yeah. Oh, I have something else for you too. But let's see, Sean, you got something else, man? Or uh... well, I don't. I don't know how far into the interview you guys are since I'm calling in. But about um, twenty minutes. What? What are you working on now these days, other than the uh, the series, the, yeah. the show you have on the internet? So I um, I'm a producer as well. I produce commercials. Um, right now, I'm working for like a big ad company, Ogilvy, and I produce commercials. I was just in um, Miami doing yeah, a commercial, just... and then before that I was in North Carolina doing a commercial, now it looks like I'm going to Costa Rica. Oh, wow, really? Um, yeah, which has been great, and um, I'm also, in addition to that, I'm writing a series, another series, um, that's almost finished, Juicy. that we've pitched to a couple of, um, Production a couple of places that were interested in um putting it online and we're kind of in limbo with that but we're we're tailoring it to either be something that can be um online or it can be you know bought and made into a tv series uh, but i would also act in that and direct that as well all right well very cool uh, i appreciate that and sean you're always good for a recap because i did kind of cover this but hey for late listeners <laughs> <laughs> it's always i always hate radio shows that they, they never they don't reiterate what they're talking about or who they're with and that drives me nuts we're with katie mcguire we're gonna hit a commercial right now sean you got something else before we say good night no no i i appreciate the chance to talk to you yeah i told yeah, you, thank you you weren't good you got the night off because of your fear of clowns Oh yeah, I was, <laughs> actually, I almost I almost missed calling in because I was uh, I was at um, clown practice. Arts class. Oh, okay. no, I was at martial arts class. Yeah, he's a black belt. Well, he's a black belt, so he could beat up clowns. I was gonna say he's yeah. got to fight up those clowns. Yeah, man. If Art the clown ever comes a knocking, you're you're ready. I, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have to run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both were pretty fast anyway. All right, uh, commercial time. Sean, thanks for calling in. We'll be right back with Miss Katie McGuire, or is it Mrs. Now? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Sean, you done, man? No, you're still hanging on. afraid of the dark but you should be there are things that dwell here in the dark things best left unseen with the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow 
The blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hey guys, this is Ty Oliver from Power Man 5000, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Okay, we are back and uh, with Katie McGuire, actress, producer, writer extraordinaire. And like I always say, I tell Sean, I usually let Sean say this now, but all the best conversations happen off the air. You're a mom. You're a mom now. And will you let your child watch your movies mm, at a certain age or never? Meaning Terrifier, Uh, All Hallows Eve. They're a little brutal. When he's old enough to make that decision, I think it's, you know, at growing up, I was not allowed to watch, you know, I'm going to date myself here, but you know, everyone was into like Chucky Mm -hmm. and, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason and all those films. And I still to this day have never watched any of them because I wasn't allowed. I wasn't either. My sister went to a, a, somebody's birthday party, like a sleepover and they watched I th- either Jason or, you know, mm-hmm. one of the Freddy Krueger movies. Um, she had nightmares for weeks. <laughs> and that kind of like solidified my like, mm, I'm not watching. That You're not alone. Uh, there's I. That's a, It's got to be a Long Island thing. Good parenting, I think, because even though most of the parents are divorced on Long Island, including my own, <laughs> um, they made sure I was not allowed to see a rated R movie until I was 17. So I used to ride my bike to the Pine Cinema out on Route 112 in Quorum, and I'd go see any movie I wanted, whether it was rated R or not. I love that but. the movie theater just let you in. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did. They didn't care because they weren't getting business. And I was always with a dude that was a lot bigger and looked older than me, so they didn't give a shit. And uh, I saw all those movies at the Pine Cinema, which is a creepy place, and it was a perfect place to see it. Oh, I don't even... I think the theater's still there. I think it is, and it's old. It's nice. The big red curtains, you know? Uh, Maybe as of like five years ago, it was still there, but I don't know. That and I missed my pizza on Route 112. Coliseo Pizza, you said you haven't been there. No, I know exactly where that is. You know Coliseo, yeah. Stony Brook. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, stomping grounds, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, and this concert highway. <laughs> and the, uh, the, you'll remember, and I always talk to people, I, I talk to um, Brian DeVoe, you know the band Nine Days, they do a story of a girl song, big hit. Yeah, yeah he, he's on the show, actually, frequently. Uh, we went and saw all the Star Wars movies at the old Fox Theater off in this concert. Remember the old Fox became a blockbuster? Yes. Yeah, that was a kick-ass theater, and so sad to see that close. But anyway, all right. So you will let your kid watch it, maybe down the road. Uh, yeah, when he's older, when he's you know old enough. Um, That'll probably embarrass him. <laughs> maybe now. Um, you said your mom watched. Now I honestly, there was one scene that was actually too much for me, and I've seen it all. 
Um, and that would definitely be with Art the Clown and a certain girl that's upside down. I, you know, I didn't watch that. You know, <laughs> I, I thought your mom saw that. I was like, oh God. No, 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 no. She just, she watched all of All Hallows Eve and Red Canyon. Yeah. Okay. And that first short I did, like the clown, but she, she hasn't actually, she has not watched Terrifier. <laughs> Good. But she knows, she said, are you in the whole thing? I said, no. Well, when are you in it? I said, I'm in the first like 15 minutes. All right, then I'll watch the beginning. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that is so Long Island. Oh, my God. I love it. All right, then I'll watch the beginning. I don't need to watch the whole thing, all right? <laughs> she made a decision early. You have uh, DVD? <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I got to get into this. The quotable Long Island divas. There's just so many fun moments in this series. Um, first of all. I hope you like it. Yeah, man. Well, it's funny. It's a throwback. It, it reminded me of all the reasons why I left, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Have you ever tried dating Long Island women? All right. Uh, no. Anyway. Hey, I'm a Long Island. So I, know, I know. I know. I know. I'm facing my fears just like Sean faced Art the Clown. I have to know this before we even get into Long Island Divas. Okay. Did you ever go to CPIs or the Body Bond? Oh, my God. My grandmother... <laughs> My grandma lived by the Bordy Barn. That was like a rite of passage. Yeah, she lived in Riverhead. So, yeah. Yes, I have. That, the meat yeah. market. Yeah. Big time. It's amazing. The Bordy Barn. That's I mean, so funny. On. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. And I'm just thinking, like, um, like your character, Bruce, reminds me of every dude I ever knew that went to Carrington's and had an oh, IROC. Oh, like Carrington's. Yes, we used to go there, too. And, um, had an IROC? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh boy. Corvette. Yeah. I was like, let me tell you. Carrington's. Oh, Lord. I think I went there after my prom. What a mess. And I saw a bunch of bikers get into a fight. I'm like, how do people ever hook up in this place? Wait, what was it? It was Carrington's. Carrington's. There was another one next door to it. Yeah, there was something there, too. The Irish one. Something like. Um... Might have been after me, or maybe I, I don't know. I might have missed it. There was a Chi Chi's in the area. I know that. But that closed eons ago. Oh gosh, but uh, yeah, and Zumba—is this a Long Island thing? Because all my friends, all like a yes, couple years ago, they—they they all started doing it all at once. I'm like, oh my god, what am I missing? And then they're putting videos up of them doing it. I'm like, I don't—I don't need to see the side of you. I really don't. It's a very—it's you know—it's. <laughs> I am who I am because of Long Island, and I'm go. not knocking it. And I—I I, exactly. you know, I appreciate it, but it's a place that I left. I left when I was 18. Oh, and okay, me too. No, or 19 actually and then kind of but it left in in meaning that like i moved into brooklyn manhattan mm -hmm. but as you know being a long islander it's a completely different it's like a different universe yes and they don't Even know though it's an hour away they don't know they think that once you cross into jersey you're hitting farm country you know like yeah they don't like new jersey and they definitely no. if you cross that border of pennsylvania oh my god you're in the farm that's it i'm exactly. not i'm not gonna see you anymore goodbye but, There's yeah. no other world outside of no, you know, no, and I talk South funny Shore. now, yeah, and I, yeah. I talk funny, and a lot of people here on the other side, when they watch the nanny, they're like, oh my god, that woman's voice. I'm like, you know what? There's a planet full of them. It's called Long yes. Island. Yes, it's a yes. real thing. That's not exaggerated. No, it's not. No, but anyway, oh yeah, here's a quote right now from your show. Jersey Shore is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that was was that Paulette. I think it was Paulette when she was meeting her date. <laughs> played, it was Paulette. Played by Pablo. Is that Blanchardo? Pablo Blanchardo. Hysterical. Do you want to explain his character so I don't have to? I will. So it <laughs> or she is a 
you know, and I'm not even, I'm just going to leave it open as kind of, <laughs> you know, it's, she's actually a spinoff on Big Edge. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Rest her soul. Yeah. Um, and do you want to know the best thing about it? Yes. That's Catherine Callahan's husband. Oh, no way. Yes. And he is, I mean, he's not even an actor. He, I mean, <laughs> but I, obviously if you've watched the show, you know, yeah. he's wildly talented. Yes. He, he, what he does and he's on stage a lot and gives a lot of presentations and, but he's a, fucking hilarious and we were <laughs> Catherine and I were talking about this is before they were married they were dating we were talking about the show and characters and he starts doing this like Aunt, big Ange impress, uh, impersonation and we were like <laughs> um excuse me <laughs> and we wrote the character for him a star is born a star is born hysterical no I loved it um I, I love the fact now Callahan when you keep talking about her that's Ladasha who is perpetually angry and I find her yes. endearing as much as it is hilarious <laughs> she's just perpetually angry yes, and that is and off. the fact that they're a couple in real life just makes it that much better now it really it it's um and there's some they're my closest friends I mean they both what's what's great about it too is that they're so far from who they're playing <laughs> that when you meet them people are like so he's Wait. he's masculine and she's nice <laughs> yes exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> guys you have to watch it I mean, that's all i'm gonna say if that didn't intrigue you i don't know what will um my favorite gina line though is really simple and it has to do it's, it's your point of view on ladasha and bruce and you just go so <laughs> and that was it so, that was it so, so and it was like cut <laughs> So. You were about to explain. I just thought it was so <laughs> funny because you really had nothing to go on. It was just like, so? <laughs> I love that. That was so Long Island. And your uh, leopard blouse, very Long Island. I mean, come on. I mean, and, and it is, it's something that I also gleaned some <laughs> inspiration from. Um, I worked at a steakhouse in Manhattan. Oh, I boy. bartended mm-hmm. for years. And there was a woman that worked there. She was actually from the Bronx, but um, I won't say her name, but the character is primarily based on her. My mom? <laughs> <laughs> My mom wore leopard stuff and uh, bartended. It was, it was, it's hey, I love a good leopard print. Let me tell you something. I know. And I love it. <laughs> that, that was a little taste of Gina, folks. Little exactly. taste just let then. Tell, Give us let a little... me tell you something. <laughs> love it. Because my favorite is... The, the fact that, you know, and it, it's the easiest thing I've ever done because it's, and it's, it's probably the furthest thing I'd ever be cast as if, you know, when you walk into a room and someone meets you and they don't know where you're from or they get a certain, you know, and this is another reason why Catherine and I did this. I was like, I need to do more comedy. I'm not getting these comedy roles, but this is like really in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And playing Gina it's a compilation of all of these amazing women that I've (laughs) met and known over the years that they all kind of have these same sound bites yes very strong women mind you just don't date them don't date them don't date them they'll eat you alive yes and you out yes they will they'll know your story within five minutes and be bored yeah that's that's my actually my husband actually was in 
Is it the second episode? Oh, really? He's in, he's in the first or the second episode. Um, I think it, maybe it's the first. Oh. I think it's the first episode uh, where G, it's like Gina's husband, and it was my husband because he also shot some of it. Oh, okay. For us. Cool. Uh, this is a family affair. Yeah. And our DP, and who also edits with Catherine and I, is Paul's brother. Ah. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is this is. It's a family affair. Do you find hey, do you everyone? Find, my advice to everyone is like, okay, get really talented friends and then marry really talented people. That's <laughs> great advice. I give similar advice. I tell people, and this is um, a Perry Farrell quote, who Jane's Addiction. He just said, you know, he's had a hell of a life, and just surround yourself with interesting people and people yeah. that are better and more interesting than you, because then you'll improve your act. You know. Thousand percent. Yeah, and it's true. I, it, I couldn't have said it better, and I didn't. So <laughs> here you go. <laughs> it's really true. I, I use that on the show quite often, and I wouldn't have gotten published myself if not for people that were good friends and had faith in me. And that includes my wife. That includes my publisher, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it, yeah. I just but I surrounded myself by, with artistic people all around me. Doing the podcast, you meet people, you find out things you don't want to do and and not act. And honestly, I just did a convention, Living Dead weekend. I told you you should come. You know, um, successful and honestly, just great, nice people go to these conventions. And dude, you're gonna make a killing if you go to a horror convention. Do you know that? Get, get me in there. I'm telling you, I can't. I could have. I could have last weekend, but you were busy. Um, yeah, I can easily get you into Living Dead weekend. They would love to have you. But I mean, you know, these guys—they're they're getting up there. These Living Dead folks, but they get other folks too. All horror conventions. Pittsburgh is a horror town. So I love that. You, I did not know that. You can't go wrong if you. I, I'm telling you, get on a list, and um, I will see about that. Anyway, we'll work on that off. Off the air. <laughs> All right, David. Yeah, I've no. got I've got my agent. Yeah, there you go. Um, Reach out to my agent, my booking agent. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll get you the info. <laughs> but yeah, they, they do too. There's one of the Monroeville Mall that I highly recommend. That's where they did the original. Well, the, the Dawn of the Dead, um, the second in the series, and they they, they had a huge huge convention there that I, I could see you doing. They do that in the spring, and they do this one in October. So there's two that. Yeah, you man. know, actually, a very good friend of mine is from Pittsburgh. Okay. He was born and raised Billy Porter. Hmm. He is not in the horror world, although. Music world? He is, yes. He is in this season of American Horror Story. He won the Tony Grammy uh, for Kinky Boots. He was the lead oh, in Kinky Boots. No way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does he play? Billy Porter. In American he plays the lead. He plays, um, and I'm forgetting the character's oh, name. Oh, my God. But he's also in uh, Pose FX right now. Okay. On FX. Yeah, he's I know. The, he plays MC, and then he is, um, who Ryan Murphy also wrote and directs, and then he is on American Horror Story yeah. this season. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really liking this season. He plays the He plays a warlock. Yes, he does. Yes, he yeah. does. I'm, I've got chills because I really I'm enjoying that character a lot. Um, He's amazing. He's wildly talented. Well, thank you and for that little tidbit. Um, so I got to ask you. Okay, all right. This is another Gina quote. So this is the racket. <laughs> <laughs> the the tennis breakdown was hysterical. Yeah. Um, you're wearing. That's my favorite episode, by the way. That's uh, actually that was Sean's too. He just he's forgetting because we watched that together. Um, high heels and your your fucking awful stretch pants. Obviously, come on. <laughs> it was so funny. That was so funny. Just so funny. So but the funny. tennis breakdown just was so great. Um, just uh, tell me this: you and Callahan in real life, did you beat up the cheerleaders or were you cheerleaders? 
I was a cheerleader. Uh-huh. Catherine was not a cheerleader. Oh, okay. That's she why I went to a fancy school that I don't even think had cheerleaders. <laughs> she went to like Friends Academy in Nassau County. Well, that's, um, why, that's why your relationship works. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was a cheerleader. I was the youngest freshman. I was the only, I was the first freshman to be on the varsity cheerleading team. Wow. Because I could do backflips. There you go. Uh, that's my sister too. So yeah, I get it. But and and then I got kicked off the cheerleading team. Did you? Because I ca- I got caught smoking pot. Wow! I got on ca- the handball courts. I, yeah, the handball courts. Thank you. I got I got actually caught from the Boy Scouts for a similar reason. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Not for your reason. I had well, I beat up the den mother's son. That will do it. Um, let's, that, that will do it. Now, Bruce. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of Bruce, Bruce. in the show. Um, what's his line here? I can't get out. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> and then when he's in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hit the floor. It's like 2 in the morning. I'm watching it on my phone because I didn't want to wake anybody up. And then I end up laughing hysterical out loud. So, yeah. I can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh gina's take on appetizers at the bowling alley oh my god she i mean everything's orange <laughs> at least they had a theme oh my god they had a theme. yes and i uh, a yeah, uh, secret crush on alexis i think i dated many alexis's <laughs> um, alexis is great alexis a uh, take on balls uh spiritual what is it spiritual quirkiness on balls uh, yes. putting your fingers in a ball <laughs> like she says uh, oh my god I, I, that was you 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 that was gina said putting your fingers in a ball <laughs> i don't think so who's you don't even know whose fingers in there yeah perfect but how true is that that's how we all it's got true we got pink eye you know exactly it's like in the shoes and but it's also like i'm a huge bowling fan i love bowling you're from long island you have to i mean come on and i met my husband who's israeli and <laughs> oddly enough you want to know something crazy talk about a bowling connection he we like fell in love on our i think it was like our third or fourth date <laughs> we went bowling and he's very good okay and i'm like good but i played the best game of my life and we, I, I, I think it was like, I, my score was like 178 and his was like at the end, like 180, something insane. <laughs> like we're literally, people were like, Oh my God, we kept getting like strike, strike, strike. But I went with my family to Israel in 99. Oh wow. And I went to this bowling alley in Haifa where my husband is from fast forward 10 years. I'm there with, he was then my boyfriend we walk into this bowling alley and I was like, I've bowled here before. Oh my god! Right, meant to be. <laughs> I don't know if that's as crazy as it sounds it when is. I say it out loud, but <laughs> no, that's hysterical. Uh, no, yeah, please, bowling is, goes hand in hand with just growing up there. So I, yeah, it really does. That's so funny. Oh my god! Yeah, I was on a, a father-son bowling league. I, I, of course, yeah, I mean, er, everybody did. But um, okay, now let's see. Uh, we're gonna. I'm going to play a song right now, uh, my friend Jay, and uh, we're going to get back with Katie McGuire, and uh, we'll close this thing out. But uh, just enjoy the song by my friend Jay. I'll tell you the name of the album once he tells me the name of the album. But the song is Sky's the Limit. All right? I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Everybody on Kettle Rush Radio, it's the boy Jay Sadi representing for Dark Mafia over here. I hope everybody enjoys the single, Sky's the Limit, coming off my album, Lazarus Experiment. 
It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, you name it. I don't want to hear no excuses. Go get the album, man. Hey, Dave, thank you for the love and the support, man. Everybody enjoy. Wake up, everybody. I said it's time to get it. We on a mission, baby. Come on with me. Sky's the limit. Don't you quit now. We starting what we finish. We never falling off. Always gonna handle business. Wake up, everybody. I said it's time to get it. We on a mission, baby. Come on with me. Sky's the limit. Don't you quit now. We starting what we finish. We never falling off. Always gonna handle business. Long enough, come on, let's get this going. I done paid the price, don't you make me quote it. I played a bad hand when I should have folded. I know they wrote me off, that was duly noted. We about to run the game, I want that shit recorded. These motherfuckers talking, yeah, we just ignored. Cause it's really hard to hear them at the rate we going. I used to train for this, losing sleep every night. I put that pain in till I felt I got it right. Mama saying prayers, but that didn't help. I started doing me, fuck everybody else. This is how I felt, driving towards my pinnacle. Hustlings in my bones and my DNA's identical. Slipped a couple times, but I held on to my principles. Now we on the rise, next year we'll be comfortable. Wake up everybody, I said it's time to get it. We on a mission, baby, come on with me, sky's the limit. Don't you quit now, we starting what we finish. We never falling off, always gonna handle business. Wake up everybody, I said it's time to get it. We on a mission, baby, come on with me, sky's the limit. Don't you quit now, we starting what we finish. We never falling off, always gonna handle business. I'm in my moment on that platform, watch me hit that stage. You mix that love with jealousy, you get that Kurt Cobain. People hating on you. You gotta pay some dues while others get that shit for free I done made mistakes, learn from my history So at that present moment, hope you see the truth in me I done took some losses, I also got some wins It's crazy how them hard times help you see your friends Catch me blowing smoke, bluffing on that smoking lizard Keep my eyes up on that prize while I go and chase my vision Keep on changing lanes, cutting off my competition Keep my faith into myself, yeah I got that old religion Now I'm in my zone and I ain't talking about formations I'm talking about that zone, fuck excuses, get that paper I'm talking about that sky's the limit till you meet your maker Till then the world is yours, get it, fuck them haters Wake up everybody, I said it's time to get it We on a mission baby, come on with me, sky's the limit Don't you quit now, we starting what we finish We never falling off, always gonna handle business Wake up everybody, I said it's time to get it We on a mission baby, come on with me, sky's the limit Don't you quit now, we starting what we finish We never falling off, always gonna handle business Let's get it That business Welcome back, and thanks for sticking by us. Hope you liked the tune. We'll let Jay know if you did. And uh, that was Sky's the Limit, Jay Cush. 
And uh, I'm with Katie McGuire. She's still with me. How about that, folks? Two breaks and she's still with me. That's so not Long Island. <laughs> I mean, you, you told me that I Long Islanded you, so I need to like show you that. Listen, True Blue over here, I'm going to stick with you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, okay, Ladasha. First of all, what's really funny about her name, the best part about it is I was calling her La-A in my head. <laughs> And it, it's actually spelled la with a dash, folks. So it's la dash ah, and it's hysterical. And when she collapses at the bowling alley, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude! And Paulette like pushes you away by your face. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Was like, the, was that was that planned, or did he just do that? No, that was that was, it, that was scripted. <laughs> that was that was planned. I'll I'll take credit for that. Thank you. Yes. Um, improv is no, good. but a lot of it is a lot of it is improv. And again, a, a, a huge shout out to the people that are in this series and are have worked with us and a very low budget and <laughs> show up and give us their time and their talent. It really, you know. <laughs> it, it's really a fun set. Let, let's I'm go through. So the... lucky to have these people. We should, yeah. We gotta give some credit here. Of course, of course, you played Gina, Katie McGuire. Yes. Ladasha, played by Catherine Callahan. Yeah. Paulette, Pablo Blanchardo. We talked about him. And Alexis, Leslie, Meisel or Measel? How do you? Mizel. Mizel. Oh, see, look Mizel. at that. I already screwed up. So she's gonna be after me, just like a Long Island girl would. And uh, the latest edition happens to be a favorite, so that's why I have to get back into season two immediately. Um, <laughs> Caldor. <laughs> Kathy Searle. Yes, she is a highlight, and Gina's sister. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's why you. She 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 plays a much bigger part in season two. I had a feeling. And she is hilarious. Yes, and she is. But the name truly, yeah. I mean, Caldor. Now this again. This is an inside joke, Pittsburghers, um, and everybody else in the world that is not on Long Island um, or New York for that matter. Caldor. It was basically I don't know the Walmart before Walmart like hit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Models. Go up to Models. Get some coffee. But yeah, um, it's like yeah. put your kid in the car. We're gonna go get some freaky freezies. Don't hit your sister. <laughs> We're not gonna pull out of this driveway. You t- uh- <laughs> You know what's funny? What you did miss out on, if you didn't go to the one in Center Reach, there was a store there run by these lovely Korean folks, okay? And it was a male. You wouldn't go in there, I guess. The 80s, you know, the horrible shirts, you know, during the big hair period, the big hair period of the 80s, horrible shirts, horrible pants, you know, the Bugle Boys. I used to go there to buy stuff. But you were were not walking out of there without the woman come up to you and we called it the try on store because she come in um, up to you and ro- roll right up on you and say try on you try on like and that it, it. and smart. We, she's smart. yeah she she's sold like, she sold me and we go you're gonna to get the, in there you're gonna try it on i'm gonna force you to buy it i would bring people there just for the, the uh the element of her you know just like having her go up to them and say try on and then i just walk out but yeah it was oh man that place was classic and that mall was horrible, so you really, really weren't missing much of the Center Reach Mall. I wonder if it's still there. Okay, so back to you. Um, hmm. What did I want to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Caldor. So we're going to see more of her. She's your sister. She's hysterical. Um, she is. Kathy Searle. Does she explain the name? I forget. Yes, she, does. she does. Okay, she mm-hmm. does. So you kind of had to do that. And the TMJ? Um, <laughs> yes. That was genius. <laughs> was it now that is a, i will give kathy sorrow credit for that that is something i did not write that oh. was an improv moment 
Okay, so what? TMJ due to too many blowjobs, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saved you that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what she said, oh my God, no, her best quote. And this is quotable because somebody else said this very thing in a different manner. Um, anybody who says they don't drink, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Right. Marilyn Manson said, I don't trust anyone sober. <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes. And her, so Caldor and Marilyn Manson have something in common now. I mean, hey, that's, that's a, and that's a pretty high standard right there. If you can get up there with Marilyn Manson and Caldor on a web series. <laughs> And We've of won. course, the one, the one offense, the one offending term was flame the retardant. One offending term. Flame retardant sounds like an offensive word. Was that uh, Paulette? That was Paulette. <laughs> These are my favorite moments. Keep in mind, uh, and that in Callahan beatboxing. That's my. That's my. <laughs> Did you watch the bloopers of that? Oh, I don't know if it's still online. It, no, I, I I watched what you sent me without season two. I just watched the whole season one, but I didn't there's see bloopers. A, there's a bloopers from season two. You know what? It, it is. On, it's on Vimeo. Season two kind of promo things and episode one, season two, Catherine, we're filming it and she's beatboxing <laughs> and she couldn't stop laughing. And it literally was like 15 takes <laughs> and I cut something together as like a little promo oh and God. bloopers slash bloopers and put it online. That is so cool. Um, it's hilarious. The reason I said Vimeo is that that infected survivors, like I said, it, it claims to be on there. So I'm going to find that eventually. Um, yeah, can sure. you might want to tell people where to find your series right now so they can do this? Okay, you can find Li Divas mm-hmm. at www. Also YouTube, and we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Li at Li underscore Divas. It's funny. You said L.A. I, I almost said that a few times myself. It's too easy to say. It happens. It happens. It happens. But if that's the least of your worries, it's a great series, folks. If you want a, a really funny thing to watch and it won't take you long to do it, it's so worth it. Check it out. And check out Katie McGuire. You, you find her on Facebook. I don't know how much. <laughs> but um, do you have your own site? I do. Uh, KatieMcGuire.net. There you go. That's easy, folks. You can do that one. And get back to me. That one's an easy one. And you can find LI Divas and all that jazz. All <laughs> that jazz. And all that jazz. But, yeah, I, hey, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, hope to talk to you again after I watch season two sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll Ladasha share. Ladasha and I will come on. Yeah, bring Ladasha. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. It, it, I have to see the other side of this woman because she is just so damn funny and honestly, like, unapproachable when you watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to approach her at all. What was that? Oh, my God. When she walks through the door, like, oh, my God, I'm going to cut a bitch or something. What was that with the box yeah. cutter? She has a box of cutter. Course. Yeah, she got a box cutter. That was freaking hysterical. She's, she comes prepared. That was so funny. That was so funny. All right. But I digress. What? All right. What else you got out there? Do you want to share anything else before I say goodnight? Uh, I do. I have a, a series that I acted in. I uh, directed in episode, two episodes and produced the whole mm. series. Very nice. Uh, and it's switch s w i t c h and it is about based on a true story 
um, from the creator, Stravula Tosca, very talented woman, about dominatrix Ooh. and the world of um, dominatrix in New York City. Oh, wow. Well, you did... can, it, it, if you go to, I'm going to make sure before I tell everyone, it's, if you Google switch um, or you go to my website, you can find it. It's um, switch. Hold on a minute not prepared right now that's all right man like i said you'd be surprised like when i when i meet musicians especially they forget you know what an album name was uh Literally. How, how to <laughs> use how to use skype or sometimes I, i'll step on a landmine because they hated that album they hated the dudes they worked with and then it's just like pure terror and i'll like, oh time to edit let's see it's which yes the series.com excellent you got that one folks jot it down switchtheseries.com and you will find me in a very sexy nurse costume <laughs> uh, well more reason for you guys out there and girls, <laughs> not, and girls. not my usual not my usual shtick so, but it's based on a true story okay. and it's extraordinary that was my next question was there research involved is this a, a yeah it, it's based on a true story uh Olympia Dukakis plays a, a leading role you told me that that's right okay yeah she was amazing to work with um John Lindstrom who's a well-known actor mm -hmm. and Katie McLean was also a well-known actor she was on um they're both soap actors they were on all my children for years and mm -hmm. he is on one of the last soaps that's still surviving i don't remember the name Guiding Light. um he was also on true detective oh um, wait which uh the second season or i, think I love the, the first one. The oh see i'm way behind i watched the first and i loved it yeah, the first is amazing. Well, you know what? I'm not, um, not going to let you go just yet. What, what does Katie watch when she's chilling with the wine on the couch and you put something on? Does this happen or there's no time for yes. it? Yes. Okay. What, yes. What, what, what? I mean, that's basically all I do nowadays. What happens? Come home, come home, put the baby to bed, and my husband and I sit on the couch. I have a glass of wine, and we watch. We are into second season of Ozarks right now. I hear that's good. Amazing. Um, we finished, which I will guiltily, I will say, I didn't watch every episode because I did fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, and not because the series was not good, but because I'm just tired working and being a mom. Maniac. <laughs> Maniac was, is it's on my list. It's on my list. I want to see that. It looks great. And there are a couple like British series that in in more of like the vein of LA Divas. If you appreciated LA Divas, mm -hmm. you would love it's called Chewing Gum. It was a BBC show. They did two seasons. It is fucking hilarious. And it, the same thing, it's it's a woman that wrote, direct and starred in this. Um and it's it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. It's called Chewing Gum and then um insecure which i think is brilliant and i think that she's brilliant i didn't watch that one chewing i'm familiar with the chewing gum one i was going to watch that a few times so you recommend it okay it's great it's really it's really funny it's it's very funny if you if you if you enjoy the la diva comedy you oh, will yeah. definitely enjoy chewing gum oh absolutely yeah i mean it, it really of course it's comedy specific to an area but if people open their minds they'll start to understand and then they need to take a trip to long island to understand mm -hmm. They really need a road trip in that case. Um, or they just need to watch like a, like an episode of <laughs> yeah. Mob Wives. And um, get it. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yeah, we actually own all the Mob Wives. And, and Ange, <laughs> we have her all. God bless her. 
But um, okay, I have to ask you this for myself. Uh, you're a writer. Um, hmm. Have you written a book? Have you written what uh, is it? Strictly screenplays, poems, songs? I originally wanted to be a writer. Hmm. I I went to school. Um, you know, I studied literature and actually um, was accepted into NYU for nice. writing. Wow. But went to Stony Brook because I was paying for it myself, and financially it was, you know. I understand. A, a burden, but mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I went the easy route and became an actress. No, I, <laughs> I wanted to be a writer, and it's something that it, I love to do, and it, it's one of my goals in life is to write a book. Do it. Reading uh- is one of the like my favorite things to do, and I haven't gotten a chance to do much of it. Are you still a hard copy person or do you go to the Kindle? I am a hard copy person. Nice. I cannot go to a Kindle. Okay. I'm officially your friend now. Okay. I can't like, there's something about like, I love, I, I keep the books I read unless they're like, you know, a beach read and then I'll, I'll pass them on. But (laughs) I love, I mean, for me, reading a book and getting immersed into a book is there's nothing more pleasurable. Cool. And, and, and a part of that is like, you know, I, I recently, it's actually sitting here right in front of me. I, um, just bought catcher in the rye. I read it obviously uh-huh. years ago and loved it. And it like had a very big impact on me as a high school student. And I bought it. It came a couple of days ago in the mail, but it's something that as an adult going back and reading it, I'm really like I'm dying to see like what my my perception of it will be now. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Holden Caulfield, yeah, he he yeah. played a little role in my life too. Um, did you ever see the sort of adaption to film uh, Bright Lights, Big City, Michael J. Fox and Kiefer? No, I did not. Okay, it's not really. They, I think it's loosely based, but it is how he falls into the um, uh, the excess of New York City. Um, and Michael J. Fox plays the Holden Caulfield character, and Kiefer Sutherland is his the guy that sets him up with cocaine and bars, and you know, screw your job, just go out and drink every night. And it's yeah. a totally different take on it than the book. But they, I, some people, I don't know if it says inspired by. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. But there's an impact because it's Michael J. Fox, first of all, and I love Kiefer. Kiefer corrupting people is always a great movie. So I agree. <laughs> Lost Boys fanatic over here. Um, do you? I because I, you're in them, you're gonna get roped into this. Um, do you have a favorite horror movie? Hmm. I have. Well, you know what I watch, and I don't know if it falls into horror, mm-hmm. but it's a thriller. The and I'm gonna probably pronounce it wrong. The Babadook. The Babadook. The I Babadook. love that. So fucking good. And I think one of the smartest films I've ever watched. Agreed. And I think it's it's simple, it's genius, and it scared the shit out of me. How many times have you watched it? I've only watched it once. Okay. I've watched it probably five times because um, I had to, to. We did a show on it. But um, honestly, it's different. Every You see different things every time. And it, it was a different movie for me the second time around. Yeah, it, and I think it's, it's one of the... Um, and I might misquote this, but I think it's one of the first, one of the most popular horror films that was directed and written by a woman. Uh huh. Um, that was, I think, ever, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, which also really intrigued me because it's also something that um, 
being a woman in this industry and being, you know, in front of the camera and now now being behind the camera, I'm a very, you know, small percentage. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to me, like the perception and, um, you know, and it is a, a, essentially a boys club, but, you know, I've had wonderful experiences with the people I've worked with Good. and everyone has always been very open to working with me, whether it was as a, you know, a producer, a director, writer, or an actress, but it is, you know, something I think that deserves attention and is getting more attention now, but is still the scale is wildly unbalanced, but of female directors, writers. And again, you know, I went into it watching, watching it, wanting to support females and then watching it and being like, Oh my God, this is like deeper and more complex and for me scarier than any, than, you know, other horror films I had ever watched or experienced. I have to agree. Yeah. That emotion, those characters. I mean, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. And there's like this emotion that's tied into it. And I think that that is definitely attributed to the fact that she is a female Mm -hmm. and not to say that women are, you know, overly emotional, but I do think that that it brings a different thing to the table. Well, a mother, was, yeah, a mother and a firstborn son. There's always oh that God. strong attachment. You can't compare to if um, I, I don't know what your husband is. He a mama's boy? Was he a mama's boy? You you can't get in the way of that. <laughs> um, yeah, and and being a new mother of a, a son, uh-huh. you know, it's I, I I need to now talking about it. I need to like revisit it. That's but. where I was going with that. Um, absolutely, you do. Um, yeah, just the emotion, just that. But just so you, what you're saying here to uh, elaborate on that too. Um, I this show was that everybody asked me where the the title Kettle Whistle Radio comes from, and I haven't reiterated this in years. But it was actually titled by a girl. Uh, my my co-host was a girl, Heather. Um, who uh, was on Paranormal State for mm, four seasons out of the seven that it ran. Did you ever watch Paranormal State? No. Oh, okay. Well, Heather Taddy, she, me and her started this thing. And, um, and it was founded from her love of Jane's addiction and Kettle Whistle is a song. Kettle Whistle is one of the, Oh, the, I know. Yeah. I'm a big addiction. Are you really? Okay, cool. And well, so is, so is my husband. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you tell Perry, he's got to get on the show and, and, uh, we, we want to play more of his music. So, but yeah, we founded the show because of our love of Jane's addiction and we went to shows together and, she, and we, her and my wife, forget it. My wife's a huge Jane's fan and Heather has moved on. She went to North Carolina. She was in a band for a while and, um, I, I have Sean now and that's okay. Me and Heather are still friends but that's where the name comes from but back to the women thing um i the last book i put out is called fiends of the flesh and this is my chance to talk about it i made sure to get women writers involved because i wanted to mix it up because i my first publication which is out of print is big book of bizarro and the girls it was an anthology the girls were by far the better and actually more um i'll say nastier writers um between sex and violence they there was no holes barred they just they went all out visceral and they were – so I was like, when I do this anthology, I need to have some of my, my girlfriends in this. And they did come through um, with two really very different stories and completely out there. And I just I, – I was just proud to have them in it. What can I say? And I've had a lot of strong women in my life. So it's just something I, I – musicians, family or otherwise – Writers, yeah, I can't wait well, to see. Especially in, in in this day and age, you know, not yeah. to get into politics, nah. but it's you know when our country's being run by a man, a man baby. It, I mean, we won't go there right now. Right, I was going to bring but, up the Kavanaugh but, thing too, but I, we're not oh, going to go there God. either. 
Don't even get me started. I mean, I it, but it is, it's, a, and it's, and it's a passion of mine and it's something that, you know, in having given birth to a child right after the election and having been pregnant during the election and as a woman and, you know, it was, a, a, it was hard for me yeah, and it was, people. you know, I remember, um, my son was born in December, so it was basically right after the election and it was the first time I was home in years, you know, where I was, I, a, what the hell am I doing as a new mother? You're raw, you're emotional. Everything is so visceral. And I would have the TV on because, Mm. you know, you're, it's freezing outside. You can't go on, on, you can't go outside. And it was, you know, a, a time in which just like watching the circus kind of unfold was getting the better of me. And, you know, what has kind of, what helped me in not feeling like utterly depressed and doomed that mm. this person is running this country. And it's not even a Democrat Republican thing. It's, it's, you I know, you. I just even you. human decency. Yeah. It's, you know, I've given birth to this son and I'm going to raise him, you know, to be a good man and to be someone that's like upstanding and teach him that, you know, kind of take away these like gender normative bullshit Mm, and you it's okay to cry it's okay to be sensitive it's you know you have feelings and if you want to wear that pink skirt you can and i think now in today's day and time with with this patriarchy like (laughs) just wreaking fucking havoc on the world because it's not just here Uh, it's ripping up families families are parting ways at the dinner table well and and it's happened in my family i mean there are members of my family that i do not associate with oh boy i hear it from everybody katie i hear this from everybody it's true yeah it's and it's but again it's it's going back you know kind of full circle it's you know there is an imbalance but i do think that Things are slowly changing and being a a part of industry that's, you know, male driven and then even relating to like this horror stuff, which is essentially male driven. It's you, the tides are changing and, um, you know, and again, it's a, it's a slow process and it isn't like a, a male hating thing, which people Mm. take it the wrong way it's like hey this is an opportunity if anything you know the world will be better when we're equal right on all aspects Mm -hmm. like whether it's gender race religion whatever but it's here's a chance to see like the babadook like another side of the spectrum another side of the story and it's i think a really exciting time and you know and it's again the one positive thing about this more on running our country is that it is bringing to light the things that are still here Yeah. that, you know, after having again and, and, and politics out of it, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat, whatever, it's your own opinion, right. but it's, I think, you know, personally after having this wonderful human being and someone that I would want my son to grow up, to be someone like that, like Obama, again, politics taken out of it, just looking at his character yeah. to then go on the complete 180. Unbelievable. It's insane. But I also think it's, it's bringing to light that all this shit's still there mm-hmm. and it's real and it's, you know, in every industry and as artists, as writers, as actors, as directors, whatever we can 
I think our job is to show people, you know, maybe a coal miner that, you know, felt hopeless and felt like the Democratic Party had not helped them. So they went against the grain and they voted for Mm. Trump to show them like a different side or a different light or, you know, it can educate you, I think, in a sense, without getting too mm-hmm. high on our horses here. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, we, we had a show on my network here that talked politics and I occasionally it will cross over and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was you to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, it's a great point of view. And, um, I, I come from a family of strong women. I, I w- I've been told by another woman writer that I'm very good at writing strong women. You know, I, I just, this, an untapped resource there when it comes to women being the hero, not just the final girl in a movie, you know, and I'll tell you what I, I interviewed, you'll find this interesting. Um, uh, Amanda Wiz, it looks like wise, but it's Wiz. She was in the original nightmare on Elm street. She played Tina and, um, she was a great interview and she has some great movies, a movie called the id you can get on iTunes right now. I, highly recommend you watch that movie you'll love it she's a strong female character i made the mistake of calling her because back in the day fangoria magazine she was a scream queen Uh now she she didn't get mad at me she was like you know i really kind of don't like that term and i understand where she's coming from but growing up as a a child long island collecting fangoria scream queens were they were my gods (laughs) it was like this this was a cool thing to be and i liked her stance on she's like you know i i just prefer just being me i'm like all right yeah i get that it's cool but yeah maybe that is part of it too um i don't know scream queens were but they were badasses at the same time so well right it's like a you know it but again it's especially you know i've struggled Mm. like you know where maybe women are depicted the best in horror films, but it's, no. and again, this is why, you know, going full circle, like Damien Leone, although I didn't watch that upside down scene, but I think that he <laughs> does write. And for what I've been involved in, in his writing and yeah. what I like strong yeah. women that are fighting or that like, you know, Sarah, the babysitter, mm-hmm. um, where again, the films that I did, and I haven't watched all of Terrifier, oh, but it's um, <laughs> it's good. It is something that's I think that is changing, mm-hmm. and you know what I would love to see, and what I love to see is like a female villain where it's mm-hmm. like, or, or or you know, or, or overall, it's like kind of taking those like typical like gender like ah, there's got to be like the naked chick in the horror film, and there's got to be this, and that. Yeah. or just like. A really smart, scary <laughs> you, evil. Yeah, you mean like every eighty slasher where you know they had to have the t- yeah. titty scene. I've talked to directors about that, and um, some of them actually still feel the need for it. Where others, um, and I'll say his name too, uh, Johnny Daggers is a favorite. He, he's actually we're doing a show tomorrow night. Um, he's a director. Um, Noctambulous is his new film. You may want to look that up too. It's coming out in yeah. November. Fantastic movie. If he la- allows me, I'll send you a copy just so you can see it. It's so good. He believes in strong. He has actually two ex-adult um, uh, film women, film star in his movie, they were just so happy that they didn't have to take their clothes off. And they're amazing actresses, you know? And, and how just... great, though, too, taking these actors that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe had started out when wanting to do a different genre, but then, you know, mm-hmm. you know, financially, whatever, found themselves doing what they were doing. And 
to then be brave enough as a director, right, to mm-hmm. then say, okay, hey, I'm going to put you in this film and it's going to be in a different light and you're going to keep your clothes on. Exactly. You will like this movie. I didn't even think to, oh, I'll have to talk to him tomorrow about getting you a copy of that. It's a black and white throwback to, the, I believe, the 40s is when it takes place. But it's <gasps> Amazing. Uh, broads. So when broads are broads. Broads, exactly. They were broads, but man, he. I'm just saying, strong female characters. Noctambulous. We'll talk about that on the next show and hopefully yeah. you'll, I'll get a copy for you the DVD comes out. I'll make sure you get one. Um, the other thing too, there's a movie on Netflix right now. You can watch tonight. Directed by three. There's three short films or maybe five, four. Um, it's it, it looks like XX and it's by three female directors. Each film, each short was made by a female. And oh great! I it's it's a yeah, it's a strong horror uh, collection in the vein of All Hallows Eve. Um, I kind of liked All Hallows Eve better, but um, you'll appreciate this because they she they go different places with it, and you don't realize that a girl is directing it, which is cool. I, I like that you don't know. I didn't know going into it, but that's what they tried to set out to do. And it's on there now. XX, I think it's called. Um, check it out. I, I'm curious, to, and then email me. Let me know what you think. I I, I want to see more of this, like the Babadook, like you said. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like I, really smart. Yeah. Shit. I, this is, I mean, I, it was like I was like, wow. I know this is a good... and, and and filmed beautifully and everything. I just you know, and then a whole, you know, the root of it and what it's about. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And they're making a sequel. I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time. They've been talking about it. I, it doesn't need it, but I, sure, I'll watch it. I'll absolutely yeah. watch it. But yeah, I, well, this is a good topic, man. We'll have to talk about this again sometime. Um, well, let's see. I should plug my stuff here, folks. If you want to hear this show, you got to help support it. Go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com. All the episodes are there. My books are there. Um, you can see the trailer for my comic book, Demon Eye. That's on there. Full color. You drop five bucks. You'd be helping me out. Uh, I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, the latest book is Fiends of the Flesh. My favorite, though, is Dwelling in the Dark, if you like short stories. I That's one... It was one of those times, Katie, where literally I was dwelling in the dark and these stories just Amazing. came to me. I was jobless and I was pissed and just in a bad I'll place. I'm telling you, um, the short story is good. And I, I'm more on that off the air because I can't say some things about that. But um, The Fall of Tomorrow was my first one. Guys, I appreciate you buying that somehow. This past weekend, you guys bought a lot of it. I sold out. I don't know why. And um, I should tell you this too, Katie. Uh, Rise of the Dead is a book put together by John Russo. These are all on my, my publisher's site, burningbulbpublishing.com. Rise of the Dead was put together by one of the creators, a co-creator with Romero, John Russo. And it's a book that it, you were supposed to write a story in the timeline of the original Night of the Living Dead between 68 and 69, 67 and 69. Um, not using his characters, but you can elaborate on the characters in the film. I did a story on a hippie commune that was there at the time and everybody's tripping on acid and the, when the zombies come they don't even know it but um yeah so john russo a good friend of mine and i had a great time with him this past weekend and that is rise of the dead i go on burning bow publishing folks and help us out what can i tell you and i look forward to katie and anything she's about to write i think she has the bug i do yeah you do what are you gonna write are you gonna write like a uh, documentary uh horror story what, what are you what are you jones no for? you know what i um I'm writing it. It's kind of like a, I'm writing a dark comedy. Nice. Um, kind of autobiographical okay. about becoming like a new mother. Hmm. And there's also another. I'm writing also a, a, a film that I've been actually writing for a very long time. It's a feature um, about two sisters because I am 
uh, very close with my sister and she's mm-hmm. played obviously a huge role in my life. I'm the older sister, but we're only like a year and a half apart and huh. it's, um, it's somewhat autobiographical, but it's a drama and it's, uh, loosely based on some things that, um, my sister and I have, um, lived through and, uh, it's about family, you know, growing mm-hmm. up and growing up and maybe like growing out of certain situations. So a comedy and then a serious one. Those are the best, best kind you know? it comes from a real place. We write what we know. Exa- oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've found in my limited time writing that, uh, the best stuff I, I write is things that I truly know. Like Long Island Divas. <laughs> Check it out, folks. You will not be disappointed. You'll spend the night with the Divas, and it is fun. And I, I may go watch season two tonight. But I have to be up early, but we'll see. <laughs> Katie McGuire, thank you so much. Um, well, hopefully thank we'll talk you. again. Absolutely. Hope to talk again. And, folks, you know where to find me and all our shows, again, on iTunes. Um Facebook, of course. I, I'm on the Twitter verse. I hate it, but yeah, at Fairly Dark. You know, I'm annoyed there when I'm there. So, uh, you get to tell me all the time. Um, and uh, uh, Stitcher, I think we're on there now. But you can go to Hipcast too. All our Society 13 shows are there. And uh, I'm going to say good night. And um, I'm going to thank our guests one more time. And, thank you. Uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Flattered. I've got some things to send to you, too. So. <laughs> All right. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you so much for tuning in.
Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.